Hey guys, this is Brandon from the Is It Really podcast. I just wanted to take a minute and thank you all for listening and to let you know that we had so much to talk about during our discussion of the Rocky films that we decided to turn this into a two-parter. You can expect that second part to drop next week. Again, thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Is It Really, the podcast that challenges popular opinions about movies. I'm Brandon Sharp. I'm Zach Smith-Michaels. And I'm Mitch Dupree. And today, our question is, is Rocky the ultimate underdog story? So, fellas, tell me, why did we choose this question? No, the real reason is because Creed 2 is on the horizon. There we go. What does that have to do with underdogs? Right. And so when I, you know, when I think of a, an underdog story, I usually always associate it with some type of sporting something. Is that something that you guys do also? Well, that's or? a good question. Cause I looked up best underdog movies and it was pretty much sports movies and eight mile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I do think that it is really prevalent in sports movies. Like I, I think of Rudy, I think of, you know, remember the Titans. I, it's, it's the David versus Goliath. Right. 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 Well, also getting into it, I was thinking about, um, there is that kind of a thing someone was saying we like superhero movies because they're underdog stories. And I actually disagree. I think superhero movies are like what you and I hope we would be like if all of a sudden we were no longer the underdog in a way. When did you, you guys first come across the, the Rocky movie, the, the Rocky franchise? How did it, what's your, what's your origin story here with the, the Rocky, Rocky movies? When I was a kid, I only wanted to watch the boxing Mm-hmm. And every year I got older, I cared about that less. And I wanted to see less Polly, more Rocky and Adrian. Yeah. And it's funny because if you talk to me about Rocky, the first image that pops in my head isn't him in the ring fighting. It's him at the ice skating rink running next to Adrian. This isn't a boxing movie. I was just watching. I was like, this is a movie about this is a character driven film. I was like, and it's really, really good. Right. And I just found myself watching it and loving it and going, yeah, no, this is not like a typical boxing sports movie. This is something that someone really loves and someone really cares about from, you know, behind the camera. And I think it speaks to uh, a lot of cultural identity. Uh, You know, the things that Rocky has to overcome uh, there's obviously some internal things, but there's there's obvious external things too, like his poverty. He has to overcome, um, you know, uh, corporate influence in the later movies. He has to overcome uh, then fours when it starts to get a little messier. You know, um, right. communist, you know, forces and and the, and the Soviets. His his speech in Russia to the Russians in English. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about some ridiculous stuff. Yeah. Telling tell tell the entire USSR that they can change. <laughs> and they stand up. Like, you know what? He's right. But you know what I love? I actually do love that this was 1985 and things were still brewing. Things were still, you know, a little tense. Right. And in that climate, Sylvester Stallone said, I can solve it. Maybe that's, maybe that's, I think Rocky four is actually a social commentary. 
Oh, it is. Absolutely. Wait, I'm sorry, what? It's an American <laughs> propaganda film. You want to run that by me one more time? Then I found out in Rocky Four he has 2% body fat. What does that even mean? Only 2% of his body is fat? Oh. Yeah, it's straightforward. Okay. He's more of a bruiser, I feel like, in the first couple movies. Just kind yeah. of a... And he's got that little tuft of chest hair in between his nipples. <laughs> just that little that little tuft. Just hangs out. I've been watching this movie much more closely than Zach. <laughs> that tuft. That tuft bothers me. It does something to you, clearly. <laughs> this is one of those... This is another franchise for me that is one of my darlings and something Mitch said uh, really uh, hit home with me. It was all about the fights in the beginning, all about the, the action um, back when I thought I was watching a boxing movie. Uh, so then my, my favorite was four Rocky four because Rocky four has in my mind, the best fight. I don't know how you guys feel in my mind. It's, it's the best. It makes you feel good to be an American. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Anyway. So as I got older, um, the first Rocky, which is the best Rocky film, became my became my favorite, and kind of my my view shifted on those. So it's the nineteen seventies, and there's a guy, and he's out in Hollywood, and he's trying to make it, and he's really it's not going well for him. He's sleeping in a Greyhound bus station. He's kind of taking whatever work he can find. And this is Sylvester Stallone. United Artists, which was an independent film company, they liked Stallone's script, and they viewed it as a possible mode of transportation for an actor like uh, Robert Redford or Burt Reynolds or James Caan. And Stallone said, hey, I'm either in the movie or you don't get my script. And this is where it gets interesting. Because this is a pretty famous story, right? And we're talking underdog. Uh, th his life, he is Rocky. It's the big boys coming for him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. How much do we think that Stallone's actual life factored into this movie? Well, I think, I think it's huge. I mean, when you look at who Rocky is, he is um, someone, when I think of Rocky, it's someone who everyone has given up on. Everyone's mm. overlooked. And, and that's a huge feeling for struggling actors, right? Like I'm, I'm pouring myself out, I'm giving myself, I'm giving myself, and no one sees the talent I have to offer. So they, you know, forget about me. Yeah, you know, he mm -hmm. was 30, right? Yeah. He's right, 30. Yeah. So that's dried up in boxing years, in yeah. acting years, even in the 70s. I mean, uh, not many people break at that age. No. And especially when you're going against for, you know, your movie, when you're going up against, you know, Robert Redford and Burt Reynolds, you know, especially when those guys are the competition. And that's back when, like, you know, people didn't care as much about who the writer and the director was. That's, you know, you put a big A-list actor in the movie. It's a guaranteed win. Right. And let's not forget, too. I mean, Stallone is Rocky. He literally had to sell his dog. Yeah. You know. To, to make the movie and Buckkiss became a star afterwards. So it's okay at happy ending, but uh, he had, he had no means to support himself. Yeah. And in that climate, uh, he's presented a choice, you know, here's more money than you've ever seen. I'm going to throw a hundred grand down, sell us your movie. And he says, no, he had one chance 
and he bet everything uh, that Rocky was good enough to propel his career, and he was yeah. right. Just drawing some uh, some more correlations between the movie and his um, in his life. Something that really like, and this is maybe the first time I I really um, noticed it, but uh, real early on in the movie, Rocky's but we see Rocky's just dump of an apartment for the first time. And he picks up the picture of himself as a kid. And like, what did that, did that jump out at you guys at all? Like to me, I'm sitting there thinking like, you know, kids have huge dreams, shoot for the stars kind of dreams. And he's looking at himself and, and thinking like, did I know then that I was going to be nothing when I was 30? You know, he had just won that crappy fight. And I just, I feel like that, I don't know. I feel like that's what he was thinking. He doesn't say anything. He just stares at this photo of himself. Um, and that's why I love that movie because, you know, it's, I feel like any other sports movie, that's a scene. He sits down and he goes like, you know, I didn't think that this was going to be my life. You know, it's that thing of show don't tell because right. I've never watched it and seen it that way. I've always thought, you know, of him going, man, sometimes I wish that life could be that simple again. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you see it totally differently. And it's a thing where I'm like, you know what? Both of us can be right. Yeah, that's interesting because I always just saw it as uh, Rocky's kind of innocent. He's, mm. you know, he loves animals. He sees himself. He is like a child. So I've always just seen it as he's the kind of guy who would have his picture up there. Yeah. And when he says, you know, I, I uh, you know, I fight because I can't sing or dance. It's a thing like, aside from a cute line, I do, I believe him, you know? Yeah, he has no options. Yeah, he if he could do anything else, he would. And that's kind of Rocky's like mo. He's always deflecting with like a quick little, you know, joke or something. Some. And I think that that's why he works because I mean, I feel like if they were making this movie today, Rocky would be this very kind of, "What was me? How sad my life is." But like he has a good almost attitude. like a Shakespeare. We'll get into we'll get into that later. But it's a thing where he has like such a good attitude and like you know he's just he's so nice to everybody and everybody kind of like, you know, he's just not that guy who's going to walk around and mope, which I think is, it's so cool. And that's why I like him. And that's also why I root for him because if he was just, you know, Mickey, will that, will thou art not take thine chance on me? But he's like, yeah, I want to train. Yeah. I think you are. <laughs> I think you are forgetting about large portions of the first movie where he walks around and Bill Conti's piano music, bum, bum, bum. Right. And he's bouncing his ball in a sad fashion. Right. But he's not like, but when he's talking to other people, he's not just like, my life is so hard. Like he cares about other people. He's like, you know, right. putting other people first. And he's like, not this kind of character who, there's no scene in Rocky one where he sits down in a bar and is like, I never thought that da, 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 da. he walks around and he's like, Hey, I want to fight. Well, that's sh show. Don't tell. Right. That's, yeah. I mean, the most affecting scenes of the movie for me are when he's, it occurred to me rewatching this time that he has so much time to just observe the world. Yeah. He walks from one location to the next, that's his life. And he's alone while he does it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's, he's a big dumb guy, but he's a thinker, big dumb guy. Yeah. And I mean, I, I love the character of Adrian because, you know, you think about 1970s movie, your typical lead actress isn't a quiet, shy, 
you know, woman who works in a pet store. Well, originally they were tapping, uh, not the right word I wanted to use there. They were, <laughs> were going to get Susan Sarandon to play uh, the role, but uh, they uh, Stallone said she's too sexy. Hmm. It doesn't work for, you know, this character. She needs to be more shy and reserved. And so I think that's interesting. Yeah, very interesting. I do want to hit back on something you said, Brandon, like him looking at the picture. Is this what my life was going to turn out to be? There's so much established uh, by just the setting alone in these movies, right? Like it just is dilapidated and uh, there, there is just this sense just without them having to say a word of like, he has not lived up to his dreams. He has not accomplished what he meant to accomplish. Uh, but I, I love how Rocky is such he I don't know the right word, but I feel like there's that moment of just kind of despair. And then what like the next thing he's he's rehearsing a joke that he's gonna tell to Adrian mm-hmm. when he runs into her. And that's such a I love that's such like a human moment and that is I love that entire scene in uh, the first scene in his apartment. It's just such a you know, he takes a second to kind of think about his life, and then he's like, "Boom!" and on to the next thing. And and you know, another thing that I love in the movie is the scene where he's supposed to go break that guy's thumbs, and he can't. Yeah, and it's a thing like, but you know, he's never going to. Also, you know. Oh yeah. It's it's a thing where yes, Rocky is down on hard times and maybe he'll associate himself with some shady people. But at the end of the day, his integrity isn't for sale. Mm. How about just Rocky's glasses? <laughs> we'll bring that up. <laughs> no, I love how it, it humanizes these people. Rocky's glasses, uh, the mob boss puffing on his inhaler. Yeah. Yes. Uh, like, these are not caricatures there. And the, and the mob boss is, is likable. He keeps trying to help Rocky through the movies, right? Yeah. Uh, there's there's something, there's a community uh, in, in the Rocky movies that I think is touching. Yeah. And I will say another one of my favorite things is Carl Weathers as Apollo Creed. It seems like he's just having the time of his life playing this character. Oh, yeah. He really does seem like a Muhammad Ali type character. Just very yes very up on himself very you know and um, i will say i think you know the thing i like about apollo in that movie is that he's not just a bad guy he's a guy who loves you know what he does he loves fighting and like he loves his job and he's really good at it i'd say in the first one that's less apparent sure that becomes more apparent in the later ones but yeah i agree yeah. The first one, he's just his own hype man. Like I yeah. think his his uh, uh, his fatal flaw it seems to be uh, that he is more concerned with the business uh, aspect of his career than with you know. It's like it's like when the um, the meat locker scene comes on the news and uh, Duke turns around. Yeah. Hey, champ, you need to take a look at this this guy means business and what's apollo say he says yeah i mean business too and he just keeps going on with whatever he was doing they were 
I don't even remember what they were talking about. And Duke turns around and gives him a look, like a half look almost like what? And is just mesmerized by Rocky tearing into the side of beef. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think there's a couple things happening there. Like he underestimates uh, his challenger, right? Because of his pride, like I'm the best. So no one, no one can touch me. But there's also, again, that current of uh, he's obsessed with the money. Mm -hmm. So he's not focused on, you know, the thing that matters, which is fighting. Right. Be a thinker, not a stinker. Oh, great line. Fantastic. Okay. You guys write every slogan for every presidential candidate. (laughs) So good. Heck yeah. What I really just said was I want Sylvester Stallone to write slogans for presidential candidates. What I just said is I want Stallone to be president. If you had to pick, which character um, would you choose to be your parent? For me, it's unquestionably Polly. Why? Tell me why. You have to back this up with because fantastic then, reasons. Yeah, because initially that's a terrible choice. <laughs> Polly is one cheesesteak away from losing his composure. I'm going to take this question seriously. Oh, okay. And I'm going to say Adrian. That's not fun. <laughs> Adrian, is this the answer for 2018? Adrian is a fantastic mother. Absolutely. Now you she's, want her to be your father? She's raised little Sage Stallone. Up into the world. <laughs> Pause. Think about what you just said. The worst part of the Rocky franchise is probably Rocky's son. Who we not, know his name. He's the worst thing since the Great Depression. To have I love him. how Rocky just calls him kid. Hey, kid. No one knows his name. Hey, you know what? We don't know Sage uh, Stallone's character name. Because no. it, is, it is Rocky. <laughs> That's why we don't. That's why we don't know it. No, it is because in the second one, I remember they're like, "Let's call him Rocky, like his dad." And I was like, "Okay, what's his real name?" Right. I, I guess they really didn't name him Rocky. I have to quit the podcast now. <laughs> why didn't we uh, bring up Gazo? Why didn't? <gasps> I feel like he would be a fantastic parent. I saw Breaking Bad though, Brandon. So I do not know about that because Walter starts out making omelets, and by the end, he's killing people. So and by the end, he's throwing the pizza on the roof. Kid, I seen your light. Can I come in? Yeah, sure. Yeah, good. Hey, it's a nice place here. All right. Anyway, what I come to tell you is that. Uh, and what happened to you is freak luck. Yeah, freak luck. Isn't it sure. true? Look, yeah. look at the other guys. Now, they're good fighters, right? They're colorful. They got good records. They fight their guts out for peanuts. But you, you get a shot at the title. Now, freak luck is a strange yeah. thing. Yeah, sure it is. Can I sit down? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm here to warn you that you got to be very careful about this shot that you got at the title. Because... I don't like the Bible. It says you ain't going to get a second chance. Yeah. All right. You thought of that, huh? Well, what you need is a manager. One of the things about this this clip that is so powerful is um, we've already seen the scene. Rocky wins his fight. 
He goes into the gym the next day. He's bouncing around. He lost his – did he lose his locker yet? Yeah. He, he lost his locker. Mm-hmm. Um, he's He approaches Mickey. Mickey just insults him with, <laughs> frankly, insults that are very elementary. But, man, do they hit hard, even just watching the movie, the insult, tomato. And <laughs> just the way Mickey says tomato makes me almost cry. And um, even and then, then he goes a step further. He was like, not not just insulting Rocky, but did you fight last night? Did you win? Who'd you fight? Oh, he's a bum. You know, like mm-hmm. you can't you can't even give he doesn't give him an inch. Nothing. He takes that victory, that moment of pride he could have. You shouldn't be proud. So this is after all of that. And he, he, he realizes, because it really is a mutually beneficial situation, he realizes this is his only chance. At, like he said, he said he's 76 years old. This is his only chance to manage a heavyweight championship fight. And he, he goes there with his hat in his hand. Yeah. I Yes, Brandon. You just, yeah, he goes there with his hat in his hand. And watching this scene, one of the things... When you watch it again, you'll notice Rocky is always moving in that scene. Like the camera doesn't move around very much, but Rocky is always moving and Mickey is not. This is a moment where he has the power now. And I think the minimal movement of the camera, it does kind of, you know, as opposed to Rocky's kind of frequent movement, it almost stresses you out as a as a viewer to watch. Like it's stressful to watch. It does feel very enclosed. It's a close. It's close shots the whole time, yeah. uh, even when you're seeing him come up and down the stairs. Uh, it feels uh, like they're very close to one another. There's no room to breathe. Mm-hmm. I love the 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 one two punch at the end of that scene, the very end of the scene. So Rocky Rocky flips out. He frankly gives a great performance there. I don't know how you guys felt about it, but it's I think it's fantastic, and then. He's like, wait. And then he runs and gets Mickey. And I just ball my eyes out every time I see that. Um, just that little, like, we don't hear what they say. And they're they're quite a ways away. But you know exactly what, what's being said there. He's apologizing. He's like, yeah, of course, Mick, we can, you know, we can do this. And I don't know. I love, I just love those two contrasting emotions um, from Stallone and, and Rocky. Um for them to move forward, they have to have they have to have it out. Essentially, Rocky has right. to be out, you know, because this is years, ten years or or more of uh, pent up rejection and anger mm-hmm. and frustration they felt towards one another. Because again, remember that scene you referenced, Brandon, that uh, Mickey is frustrated with Rocky for wasting right. his time, right? Right. But he he is also uh, frustrated with Rocky, and Rocky's frustrated for not getting the chance. Uh, but they need each other. Mm-hmm. You know, they. I see that ending moment as you know. Of course, we'll work together. We we need each other. You know. Mm-hmm. And perhaps my favorite element is that neither character is perfect in this argument. Right. Right. They're they're both right and they're both wrong. Mm-hmm. Because I think in movies so often we have a a tendency, especially when it comes to arguments, to grade things on a scale of you know either one or 100 like either you are right or you're wrong and there's not that much room for gray area and i think that rocky really it thrives and lives in that gray area 
Amen, brother. Something, something I want to mention too that really strikes me about the scene is it's just apparent that it's not just Rocky's dream. You mentioned yes. earlier that, you know, this is Mick's one shot to mm -hmm. potentially be someone, right? And I, and I think that's, that's such a big factor into why the Rocky movies, and especially, I know we're talking about the first one, why Rocky one is such a great underdog story is that Rocky's not the only underdog. Right. It, it, that element is brought up again and again, you know, the, the neighborhood cheering him on, mm -hmm. uh, you know, he's constantly being, uh, you know, just attaboyed by uh, the people he grew up with because he made it out, you know, after he has this first fight, but uh, this there's also something to this scene that shows the stakes of the moment of what if I fail? Uh, what if this moment passes and I don't seize it? Uh, I think that's what that exclamation at the end is. How I read it is, is uh, Rocky is just so terrified uh, because he knows he can't fight Apollo. He's going to be demolished. So I've gotten this opportunity, but what does it even mean? You want to watch me go get my face, you know, hit in? That's yeah. Uh, and you know what, Mitch? You just hit on something great. Is that you know, in the first Rocky movie, it is a thing. I can't beat Apollo, and guess what? Spoiler alert: He doesn't. I think there's something about um, Rocky's just kind of um, simplistic view of the world and. There's a there's a line in the fight, and um, I think Rocky threw a couple good punches, whatever round this was, and uh, Duke comes back to Duke comes back to Apollo when he says he doesn't know that this is a show. He thinks it's a fight, and that's exactly right. Um, according to Apollo, this is just a show. This is for you know the fans. He needed you know whatever. But Rocky is like Rocky doesn't know what he doesn't know. And he's in there giving it all he's got. Yeah, I mean, uh, simple is one word. I I'd say like singularly focused is another way of you know he has one drive, uh, right? You know, and that's what defines him to me is he's a guy who just never stops. He's persistent. He never yeah. stops. I do love the moment. Um, Adrian moves in with Rocky, and they uh, he this is the night before the fight. He takes off. He goes to the the spectrum, mm -hmm. comes back, and he's like, "I can't win." And he's been walking around. He's been walking walking around all night. And so, so I say all that, and he he knows exactly what kind of situation he's in. You know, he knows that this is, you know, David versus Goliath. Um, well, that you're you're referencing, Brandon, is what changes to me, the stakes of the movie, because before when he's training, uh, I'm as a viewer, I think he's trying to beat Apollo and right. what he realizes he can't, right. there's no way I can. Uh, and he changes his goal and maybe this was always his goal, but he says, you know, I just want to go the distance. I just right. want to make it all 15 rounds, something that no one else has ever done. Uh, right. And he has this great line of, you know, just to prove that I'm not uh, just another, you know, neighborhood bum. Yeah. Now that would uh, change his identity just to be able to prove that he could push himself to that point. 
would mean he's not just another neighborhood bum. I also want to say this about about that scene too, where he it begins by Mickey saying, "This is freak luck, right?" Yeah. Uh, that to me says something about the American dream. Uh, that it doesn't. Um, it's not about who's worthy. It's not a meritocracy, right? Uh, he's given this chance out of freak luck. He had the right name, right? Right. And how many other boxers, Mickey says, you know, who who deserved the chance? And who maybe also could have beaten Apollo, if you think about it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this this isn't a movie about how good a boxer Rocky is. Uh, it's a moment about it's a movie about like when you get the moment to make your life change, uh, will you be able to seize that moment? Yeah, and I mean, I I will say one of my favorite things about Rocky and the way that he fights is. It's not so much about his punches. Like one of the things I actually enjoyed about Rocky Balboa is when they're watching that simulation and Mason the Line Dixon's, you know, PS2 character is punching Rocky in the face and you see Mason the Line Dixon kind of smile a little bit and you're like, and that's that's the thing is people always thought like, oh, look, I'm punching him in the face. Like I've got this. Not realizing like it's not rocky's ability to just punch he can take a hit and like you know he can take all the hits you know he can take the hits that life has given him he can take you know the hits that all of his friends are giving him he can take he can take it all but it's his ability to then give it back well gosh zach that was almost a rocky-esque speech he got one Stallone impression. That was it. I hope you're happy. You blew it. You, you wasted it. <laughs> no one's even going to hear it because I'm going to cut it out. <laughs> Start the episode with. <laughs> oh. do, yeah, that'd be a decent cold open. They do hit that over and over again, though. That uh, Rocky is not a particularly gifted fighter. It's about his ability to take a punch. Right. Right. He just there's that great speech in the second one. He just keeps coming after you. Right. Mm-hmm. I saw you beat that man like no man's ever been beat before. And he just kept coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I at least got it close there. But yeah. So bad. While we're talking about Rocky's apartment, does anyone want to address the elephant in the room? The, the um Really can't stay. Cold outside. <laughs> Maybe it's a cold outside scene with uh, Adrian. I call Polly. And, and she's <laughs> she's really trying to wife beater. I feel like if she hadn't been in in Rocky's neighborhood, she could have just walked herself home. But that's what I kept. I was like, man, Rocky, walk her home. She oh, wants to go. Well, that's going to do it for us. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking with us. Um, if you like what you hear, I want to give you some homework. Uh, first of all, find us on Facebook. We can be found at uh, the Is It Really Podcast. Like our Facebook group. That's going to be where you get all the up to date information. Um, visit us on Twitter. Um, all the episodes post there. We we can be found at Is It Really PC. And you can have a conversation with us on Twitter. Um, I'm also going to direct you towards our website. Uh, There's going to be some bonus content on there. Um, All of the episodes will be available there. Um, We can be found um, uh, 
at www.isitreallypodcast.com. And uh, finally, uh, whether you listen to, um, whether you use Apple Podcasts or um, something else, have an Android phone, um, we're on iTunes and we're on Stitcher. So um, go to your um, podcast host of choice and subscribe. And if you got a little extra time, maybe give us a rating, give us a review. We would, um, we would appreciate it. And also ask us questions. We're always looking for our next topic. We are absolutely interested in uh, what you have to say and how you feel about the episode. Let us know how you feel about um, today's episode and um, see you next time.